10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Year! Should all yeah. acquaintance be forgot? And now kiss somebody, I guess. That was an actual question. What? Should old acquaintance be forgot? Well, some of them, if they're not serving you, adding to your life, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, keep around the good people. Anyway, uh, this, this episode is coming out, what? It's after... About a week before the New Year. Yeah, the New Year's coming up. Uh, so this is coming out between Christmas and uh, the turn of the decade. Yeah, it's almost 2020. 2020. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a futuristic date? Well, you you made a lot of movies about what would happen in the year 2020. The only thing that came true is that new Cybertruck. I'm going to tell you what. It may have bad windows that may break <laughs> under hammers, but I still want that thing. That thing looks great. Okay. Look, I am in the back for Elon, okay? Sure. I mean, it's the future. It's 2020. That car also looks like the best car that a Nintendo 64 can make. That's exactly what I think it is. Yeah. It looks like that Star Fox game. Yeah. With tires. It's just it's just polygons, man. Yeah, it is. It's just polygons. It's going to look real weird amongst all the other cars, but, you know. Well, that's the thing is that it's one of those things where, like, a new thing will happen. And then it'll be openly mocked. Yeah. But then... Because there's a visionary behind it, that visionary will just keep producing the thing. And then eventually, that's just the thing that everybody has. Right. Human beings will buy into anything. Right. Yeah. And it just takes a strong personality going, nope, I'm right. You guys, well, he has like a South African accent. So he'll go, no, no, I'm right. You guys are wrong. And I, you know, throw yeah. another. Well, look. Uh, a lot of visionaries are changing the world for the upcoming new year. You know, you got all kinds of stuff still going on. I, it's, you got I, an election. I cannot believe, deal. yeah, the election's happening yeah. this year. This is an election year. Can you believe it's been already this is the election year? It seems like the 2016 election just happened. Yeah, it feels like an eternity. Human beings have been in sort of nonstop trauma mode in the United States for, for a good period of time now. Yeah, I can see a lot of people being like, oh, my God, this feels like an eternity. How much longer can this term go on? Uh, to me, it seems so fresh that the uh, like the 2016 election was such a bombshell. Yeah, it was insane that it's like almost still shaking it off. Sure. Like living in the present of what that election meant. Um, so that's why to, that's why I say it still feels like it just happened. Yeah. Well, look, you've got a a really intense fight ahead of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, this the emotional state that your country is in is it's pretty toxic. Yeah. The, the stakes are real high, and when the stakes are that high, people get passionate, and you know, when human beings have a lot of emotions going around, they do crazy things. Right. Yeah. But it also leads to a lot of change. I mean, we've talked about this before. Sure, it leads yeah. to stuff that's good and bad. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a big open mystery box this upcoming year. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there are a lot of things at stake. There are a lot of really wonderful victories that could happen. You know, the thing that I, I enjoy about the new year is people kind of sit down and, and they make a plan to be a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. Those New Year's resolutions. I'm going to stop drinking every day. 
I'm going to lose this much weight or I'm going to, you know, do something really good in the in the self-care department. Yeah, but you don't see New Year's resolutions as futile. Well, some of them are and some of them aren't. So the reason why it's it's good to have a New Year's resolution is because something is ending and something is beginning, even though it's an arbitrary date mm-hmm. made up by humans. It's the end of a cycle. And so you have that emotional energy we're talking about to actually create a change. Yeah, and it, and it just gives you a moment to say, okay, starting January 1st, I'm this kind of person. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that wears hats now. But can you change the kind of person that you are? Absolutely. Okay. If you can make it past the first few months, if you can build a habit for that long, yes, you can create permanent change. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at gym memberships. That's the biggest thing that gym memberships, you know, companies take advantage of on New Year's. Everyone makes the weight loss thing and then they go, you know, they sign up at the gym and they get a membership and... You know, they go two times, January 1st and 2nd, and, you know, by January 3rd, they're like, all right. And that's where they make all their money. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's just Christmas morning for gyms. I'm excited about people trying to better themselves. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. There's, there's always an, uh, a mass energy around the first of the year yeah. of people trying to better themselves, and it's a positive wave. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know... People go and make their vision boards. Those are fun for me to see because I don't get to see what's inside your head. Mm-hmm. But if you cut out a bunch of magazine things and, you know, create a diorama of your dreams, then I go, oh, look at that. That's what they're looking for. What does a vision board help you with? I really think that it's just the fact that you decide to do something and that you make a decision that's specific. That is the thing that helps you start making that thing happen mm. because you have your um, your reticular activating system in your brain. There's so much information coming that's, at you. That's all a th- big word, God. It is. Yeah. Well, that's what you called it. I didn't, well, not you I didn't call it anything. But the you, the human you. Um, so you have your reticular activating system and it, it filters out information and you choose things to focus on. Mm. So, for example, you know, the... Cars. So let's say you get a a Volkswagen Beetle. You got a yellow one. You're going to start seeing more Volkswagen Beetles in your life. And it's not that more people started driving Volkswagen Beetles. It's that you weren't paying any attention to them before. Yeah. But now you see them all the time because you're actually looking for them. And it's the same thing with your vision board. You know, you decide, I'm going to go... I want to I want to be an actor. Or I'm going to start taking classes or I want to be a dancer. Or I'm going to start dancing more. You're going to listen to conversations and somebody has said, hey, let's go to the club. You're like, great. I want to go dance more. So you actually paid attention to that note in that conversation or you're walking around town. You see a sign you wouldn't normally pay attention to the same thing. Your brain is looking for that thing. Yeah, it's just more active. It's at the part of whatever you're frontal cortex or whatever it's just up there your reticular activating system reticular activating system so yeah so vision boards are a really great way of people kind of programming their brain to go i want these things in my life now so i'm going to actually start looking for them what is the difference and and i mean what is the difference if if dates are an arbitrary thing like 2020 it's a very even looking 
yeah. you know, rounded looking number. It looks futuristic because it's just like that's a lot of twos. Yeah, it's two, when it's two twenties. Half of my life has been in one nine form. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Blade Runner was in 2019, and now we're past Blade Runner. All this stuff. Yeah. What is? I mean, is there a difference, or is it just the fact that we're actively deciding that this is a different era? Or this is a different me. It's 100% you just actively deciding it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also should be an empowering thing for you. If you just decide to make a decision about something and commit to it, you'll get all the energy you need to do it. Mm-hmm. You just got to decide to get off that fence and, you know, make a choice. I should ask a question that I think I know the answer to, but I just want to put it out there. Is there any help that you ever give us where we are totally passive. What do you mean? I mean, if we just sat around and prayed, would you help us? Well, I will say this. I will, if you are a person that wants something, regardless of what that thing is, good and bad, Mm -hmm. the thing that I help you do is, you know, I, I put the opportunities in your path. And if you're paying attention to them, great. If you grab hold of them, awesome. I can't reshape the universe because everyone's doing their own thing. So there's a lot of randomness that happens. But the truth of the matter is, if you sat around and did nothing, some things would happen to you. You know, there's one day where it'll rain a lot and because of things happen, your roof might collapse. And because your roof might collapse, a person comes into your life and you become best friends with that person and they have a farm they're trying to get rid of, and now you own a home. You like Wow. Yeah, all kinds of things can happen. Um, you know, if you're talking about whether you're passive and you're working towards things, if you go outside more, if you talk to more people, you have more conversations, which means if you're looking for something, let's say you're dating, or you want to find a new job, that's mm-hmm. a good one. If you go out and you talk to new people or you connect with your friends and you're saying, I really want to find a new job that fits X, Y, Z criteria, you're going to run into more situations where those opportunities exist because you're simply throwing yourself into circumstances more often. Mm -hmm. If you sat in your apartment and you said, I want to find a new job and you never went anywhere except your old job. You're going to find less chances. doesn't mean that you won't hear about something circumstantially, but you'll have better odds if you work towards something. Got it. Yeah. Are you, Do you have any plans? Do you have anything you want to accomplish in the new year? Things I want to change about humanity? Well, or to better yourself. Is there anything that you want to work on for yourself? Well, I'll say personal growth is a huge thing, and I wouldn't say that it doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love working towards the idea of really accepting all of the puzzle pieces I've put on the playing field, Mm -hmm. meaning there's a lot of creations I don't like, Sure, but they do serve a purpose in the ecosystem. Mm. Now I, I have expressed on this podcast, I have clearly strong feelings about flat earthers. Sure. I would like to work towards not judging them so much and i say that begrudgingly mm-hmm. it's hard so there is even some self-betterment that you could experience yes because ugh, I, I hate to say this 
the flat earthers are not hurting anybody with their crazy and outlandish beliefs. They're hurting my feelings. Sure. They're hurting the feelings and the psychology of anybody that believes in reality. But if they want to believe the earth is flat. Oh, man, you are so grudging. to Nobody is getting hurt by it. Yeah. You know, they're causing less damage than, you know, people that people that are supporting Trump right now. Sure. Yeah. So there you go, Flat Earthers. If you're listening, I'm even God. You're my project for 2020 is forgiving, forgiving you for flat out ignoring. I, I forgive you. It's look. It's not even 2020 yet. You have the whole year to work on this. So I can see how pained you are. Yeah, and it's fine. Um, I I understand that there are things that you want to work on too. It actually makes me feel closer to you. Yeah. I just want things to be what they are. Sure. Yeah. And 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 what it what a simple sounding goal that is, but it is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I want to uh this is a relatively small thing, but I wanna try and uh cut out coffee from my diet. Why? Uh I'm I have a suspicion like deep in my body that it's not good for me. And it's a thing that I can't, I haven't done any research on it. It's just a thing that something deep in my cells is like, eh, you know, you probably shouldn't drink coffee. It's probably not working for you, even though in the moment it makes me feel euphoric. Well, I mean, I'd listen to that, that instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your cells might be changing. They might say, hey, you know, we're recognizing other things are going on. We should probably cut back. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't tell you what that means or why that is, or and I can't tell you the science. I can just tell you what this like weird inner voice is telling me. It's saying, you know, I don't think coffee is good for you. Yeah. And it sucks because I'm totally addicted to it. Well, that's part of the problem is you're out of balance with your coffee intake. Yeah. Yeah. If you drink coffee, like let's say you just drink one cup a day. Mm-hmm. Get a little little dose of coffee. You wouldn't be screaming to stop drinking coffee so much. Yeah, but I feel like I have to go 100%. Yeah. I feel like I have to just utterly cut it out. Well, look, here's what's going to happen. You're going to experience a whole bunch of new things. Mm. And isn't that great? Sure. See what life without coffee is like. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's been a decade, Yeah. basically, since I started. And like... I I don't know what my body without it is like at this point. I think that's a great New Year's resolution. Okay, it's going to be tricky. I might need your help. I I can't help you. (laughs) The inspiring words of the Lord himself. Yeah. Well, don't lean on me. You have all the tools in your toolbox. Yeah. Thank you for coming on this podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, We got a bunch of listener questions, God. Yeah, these have been good. We've gotten a whole bunch... Over the the episodes that we haven't gotten a chance to actually answer, so so we figured that we'd bring them on. Uh, what better time to do a little uh, spring cleaning? And yeah, it's a new year. We're gonna we're gonna close out all our old questions and step into the new year with something exciting and new. These are gonna be. This is amazing to me. These are gonna be questions asked last decade. Yeah, that's a neat thought. That's For crazy. You, I mean. I mean, for me, the person, you know, one of the people who agrees to segment time. 
Yeah. Um, even though I'm pretty sure that time is a construct and it exists all at the same time. Yeah, sure. Well, look, I mean, a decade is not that long to me. It's really not. No. Um, I have learned that because I moved to L.A. in 2010. And now it's about to be 2020. What? And I, it's weird. I just yeah. feel like I'm just getting started. Yeah. But a decade has passed. I blinked and a decade has passed. Well, human beings also put a lot of pressure on themselves to accomplish things in a certain period of time. Oh, I had a whole five-year, not even a five-year plan. I wouldn't call it a plan. I was not that type of person. But I had this like concept of where I would be five years after I moved here. Mm-hmm. And it was just wildly, wildly yeah. different than what happened. Yeah. Are you satisfied or disappointed? No, I'm not satisfied. But I'm also not disappointed because I um, have found a rich life out here beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, you got a great life. It's it's amazing. Um, And it's all about – we talk about perspective shifting a lot on the podcast and stuff like that. Just like, you know, the Alec Guinness, a certain point of view, Luke. Mm -hmm. Uh, So – that's that's the thing that I grapple with all the time is like looking at my life situation from different points of view because yeah. I get down on myself. I'll I'll be honest about that. Um, that's kind of my natural inclination is to roll downhill. But if I think about the the incredible relationships that have it's it's like miraculous the friends that I have made since yeah. I've been out here. Literally miraculous. Mm. I get bogged down in the fact that I'm not making enough money in my chosen profession. Sure. But I get bogged up in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Coining that in God. 2020 in the first person. That could be the new phrase. I get bogged up in the positivity of the fact that the relationships, the friends that I have made out here, like my chosen family, is like I I I had no idea that it was even possible that I could love the people as much as I love these people that I've met out here. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's beautiful that you've come to that realization. I mean, you know, what drives me crazy is I can tell people things like that, that I'll send them down a different path than they had picked for themselves. And I'm like, wait, if you go down this path, you're going to find love in a way you never could have imagined. You're like, yeah, but I had this plan. Mm. And I'm like, well, this this series of events is actually much better. And, and people beat themselves up over it. That's why I harp on the whole gratitude thing. Yeah. You know? But the, the, the thing about the plan, too, is like I, I still embrace the plan because it's like an ambition. Like I, yeah. I move forward with this ambition. And uh, I... I don't know. Otherwise, it feels that like dis- you're just kind of, you know, flowing around life without yeah. any kind of direction. Well, that's the whole thing. That dissatisfaction that you feel, mm. that's a hunger. Mm. And that hunger is a thing that inspires you to move. Yeah. And if you were completely satisfied, you wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems a little bit like a cruel joke. Because it seems like a carrot on a stick sometimes. It's not a cruel joke. It's a, it's a cause and effect thing. You know, if if you don't need anything, why are you going to stuff food down your gullet? <laughs> All right? I mean, it's the whole thing. You have to have, you know, a space to fill. Mm-hmm. So if you've got no space in your life because you're so satisfied, how are you going to bring in more things? It's only when your life has space to 
bring in something new that you can actually bring in that new thing. Is this like space to fill kind of the human prime directive that you designed? No, it's 100% the, the physics of everything. Because I've constantly said everything exists in balance, it's the same thing. So if you're tilting towards one side of the scale, you got to counterbalance it by tilting on the other side of the scale. Mm-hmm. Everything complements each other. Yeah. I've got a question for you. Sure. As a, as a thing that I don't know. What do you want to be, do, have done by the end of 2020? Uh, that's Other good... than the coffee thing. Right. Uh, coffee thing was the only thing that I had been made like a hard well, idea about. about. One year from now, no. this is going to be your verbal vision board. Okay. You're, you're Zach, but you got dot, dot, dot. Yeah. What's your life look like in oh, one God. year? I want to make a living as an actor. Get more specific. Okay. How specific? Like, well, what's because more specific the thing is, like, that? what does that mean? This is my problem with people asking for stuff. Okay. You say, I want to make a living. Yeah. First of all, that phrase doesn't mean anything. Okay. You want to pay all your bills? Yeah. So if you paid all of your bills exactly to the letter, you'd be satisfied. Well, no, I said as an actor. No, I mean as an actor. Yeah. You paid it. There's not a cent left over. Okay. That's what you want. Well, we're talking about one year. Great. That, that to me, that seems like a huge thing for one year. Yeah, relative to you. Mm-hmm. Why not ask for more than that? Okay, I will ask for more than that. I mean, I think you're talented. I think you're more talented than some people that are getting paid a lot of money to be an actor. Mm-hmm. Why not ask for that? Uh, being paid a lot of money to be an actor? Yeah. Um, Why not ask for $30,000 an episode? Oh, sure. Yeah, but why did you ask for it? Uh, because I felt like I didn't need to ask for it. What do you mean? I so mean, you're saying if you never put something out there, you just want that bigger thing to show up. What? So you asked, you said, I want to make a living, which means I make exactly the amount of income as an actor. Mm-hmm. But you never asked for the 30000 So you want to ask for making a living, but you want to make 30000 an episode. Well, I, I essentially want it to be such that it's the only thing that I need to do where I make money. You know yeah. what I mean? So that I don't have to do other stuff to make money. That I mean, that's a... That, to me, is a good goal. I think it's a great goal. And I think you can ask for more, because why not? Asking for things is free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I I want to be in a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. That's a great thing. Okay. And you know why it's great? It's because it's a specific thing. Uh-huh. And then you can really work towards that. And then when we talk about the reticular activating system thing you got going on, your brain is going to constantly filter out stuff so you will draw yourself near to the, the Paul Thomas Anderson thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's sort of like how human beings go to the moon. So when you go to the moon, you don't just make a direct track to the moon. You actually go out into space and then, you know, you kind of constantly course direct. But the, the goal is the moon. And you're going to get thrown off course sometimes, but as long as you have a moon to focus on, you're going to make your way to that Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what vision boards and goal settings like. 
Okay. From the from the science perspective, having the moon in your sights essentially. Yeah. You got to have the moon in your sights. Yeah. Now, it could take a little bit of time, it could take a long time. But had you never had the moon in your sights, I mean, you end up all kinds of places. Yeah, you just the, be going but yeah. without a direction. Some of those places would be good or great or exciting, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't be on the moon. Hmm. Or you could randomly end up on the moon, but you know, the odds are smaller. Right. Ah, that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah, I've never and I've never been great at uh specificity and goal setting. Yeah, specificity is the key to everything. Yeah. Well, I guess like, you know, you 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 talk about there are so many like people and entities that will help you out with like goal setting and progress and stuff like that. Yeah. They're like uh so there's always this like, well, where can you be in a year? Okay, now let's talk about where you can be in five years. Now we've talked about how bizarre time is. Yeah. I have no idea what any of that stuff means. Well, I mean, you know, there's all the self-help things that people are trying to get other people out of the ruts, and I think that's a good, noble thing to do. Yeah. You know, life is going to happen. And life is going to change and fluctuate constantly, and that's nothing anybody has in any control of, including me. Um, but if you have something like a target, like your moon, or like your goal of being an actor, you know, that's something that as life continues to throw you these curveballs, you're going to get back up and you're going to keep heading in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how you you accomplish that ultimate goal. Yeah, It's when you stop heading in that direction that you lose track of it. Or if you make a generalized goal for yourself, like, I want to be successful. Well, what does that even mean? Too, too general. Yeah, yeah it's too uh, general. And also too... Uh, it, it, it's uh, at the whim of perspectives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which means, you know, if you... People experience this a lot in movies with genies mm-hmm. where they're like, I'm going to ask for something and they're like, they didn't make it specific enough. So, you know, some horrible things happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, well, why don't we get to uh, some listener questions? You want to do that? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, like we said, these are just from the past. I don't know. How long are these from the past from? Well, since we started. Yeah. Not that not that long ago. So I'm just going down the list, and we got some some good people sending in these questions. So first of all, thank you, everybody who sent in questions. This is just wonderful. It's enhancing the show. Um, it's making us uh, remember that we have such great friends. Yeah. And uh, and here we go. First question. This is from Garrity Walton. You mm-hmm. know Garrity Walton. I do. I know everyone on this list. She rules. Yeah. Uh, so this is from Garrity, and she says. Why did you put testicles on the outside? Dot, 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 dot. Outside is in all caps. Yeah. I mean, should I give the scientific reason? Um, I think you should give the poetic reason. Okay. Well, I'll, you know what? I'll give both. Okay. Scientific reason, temperature control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to keep things at a certain temperature to keep those those swimmy friends alive. Sure. Um, You know, the poetic reason is... I want there to be a vulnerable space. It's a, it's the, it's the male Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's the danger zone. It's the place that you probably worry about the most and is also physically the most sensitive. Sure. You can't make 
a creature bigger and stronger without giving it a weak point. Right? Yeah. Uh, would you call a happy trail a highway to the danger zone? I would not. I would. Yeah. And I that's mean, where we call, differ. Sure. 100%. That's the one place where we differ. Yeah. Testicles, I mean, you know, what's funny is they don't look great. Right. It, they're really a functional thing. Mm-hmm. I worry about testicles for dogs. Yeah. Because they're always sitting on them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not just dogs. Right. Uh, from personal experience, not just dogs. Sure. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Why couldn't you zhuzh them up a little bit? What do you mean? Like bedazzle them? That's something. I don't know. They're just, you know, not super aesthetically appealing. Couldn't you like chrome them out or something? Like make that one part of your body in chrome? I'm saying chrome in a metaphorical way. Like you want them to look handsome? Yeah. Why not? Well, it's a function thing. I mean, you got a lot of skin that has to both be elastic and, you know, be able to shrink into a small space. Mm-hmm. You want that to happen without any wrinkles? Well, I'll, I'll put it like this. Like, you could make it from the same stuff that Count Dooku's ship sail is made of, where it opens up and it's like gold and luminescent and it catches dark energy so he can propel himself uh-huh. through the galaxy. Yeah. But then when he gets close to a planet, he shrinks it down like an umbrella and then he detaches a ship so that he can go down and land. I mean... Why couldn't you make them golden luminescent? Something, you know... Like, so that they're reflective and shiny? Yeah, or tasty. Well, here's here's what I'll tell you. Knowing from what I know about human beings, uh-huh. if you made testicles reflective and shiny and, and sort of peacock-like, mm-hmm. you'd have a lot of fashion where the testicles are hanging out. And what's wrong with that? Well, people would hit you there. They, I mean, not if we all agreed that pants windows were a thing. I mean, yeah, you could all agree. I hit my friends in the testicles all the time. <laughs> yes, you and do. they're they don't. I, I can't see them. <laughs> what do you mean you can't see them? I mean, I can't. The way our fashion is right now, there are no pants windows, so I'm still gonna hit my friend Dylan in the testicles. Well, look, if I if I made testicles visually appealing and and more artistically beautiful, like the way that breasts are, mm-hmm. um, you know, people would want to look at them. You'd see a lot of testicle art and. If that's the kind of world you want to live in, I guess I could work on making testicles reflective and gold. I would rather live in a world where William Blake writes poetry about testicles than not. Fine. I'll put it that way. All right. Next question. Yeah. Okay. uh, And this is also from Garrity. What new projects are you currently working on? Well, now I guess it's the testicles thing. Yeah. Per Um, my request. Yeah. Um, For my requesticles. Sure. New projects. Um, well, I've got a couple planets that I've been working on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, they've just newly formed and finally cooled. Great. Did you name them? Um, I don't name things. Oh, we name them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm testing out uh, what would happen if, uh, you know, uh, silicon was the base form. So, you Instead know, of uh, carbon? Yeah, yeah, your carbon base. Sure. Yeah, I'm testing out a couple of those. You know, a lot of people say that uh, silic- it's it's within the realm of possibility that silicon, you know, oh, why not is? Why not silicon? Yeah, yeah 100% can be. Sure. Yeah. I forget. I think silicon is like, uh, it's, it's just on the row underneath carbon mm-hmm. on the periodic table, I think. So it's in the same, you know, same amount of electrons. So... It yeah, would you get it. Bond in the same way. Yeah, it's just that carbon is simpler, so that it bonds to a lot more things. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of universe in order to to run all these test experiences on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want. I guess uh, silicon-based beings. I mean, are those like digital beings? No. Okay. No. I mean, well, I'll tell you. I mean, it's in the very early phases. They're sort of they're in a similar phase where where you were in when you know single cells will start to become multi cells and. Yeah. Form all kinds of different things. So I don't actually know. Okay. Yeah, I'm waiting to see. Oh, well, yeah, let us know. Um, on it's a, all a grand experiment. Sure. If we get to that place by the end of the year, maybe let us know just where the progress is at or if it's changed at all. Yeah, sure. All right. We'll check in at the end. I mean, well, it won't be the end of this year. These yep. things take centuries. But something will have changed. Yeah. A lot of multi cell weirdo things would have popped around. But... Well, let's just check in. Sure. Um, next question. This is from Stephen Parker. Why did you put a fun time theme park directly next to a garbage dump? Women's Anatomy. Why did I put their genitals next to their anus? Yes. Is the question? Right. Space. Oh. Okay. I mean, to keep everything they're not compact. going into each other, so I don't see why having them next to each other is a big deal. They're just dangerously close. Dangerously close for what? I'm mixing. Okay. Anybody that has... I've seen this in the movies a lot where they're like, oh, it's the wrong hole. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta... You're messing some serious things up if you think those two holes are similar to each other in size and feel. No, they're just really close to each other. Yeah. It seems dangerous to have an innie and an outie right there. Well, one is an itty slash outie. Things come out of it. Right. Babies. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All kinds of things. Uh, a situational Aldi. Yeah. Well, you know, also, I'll, I'll, I'll give you this thing that you human beings have learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that Audi that you call is also pleasurable. Yes. It's an Audi. Feels good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you use it as an innie. People love that. Right. I don't see what the big deal is putting them next to each other. Did you Where anticipate would you like that? me to put them? I, I don't. I would have to ask Stephen, but I was. Belly button? I would assume. Yeah, let's say we had the fun time theme park at the belly button. Oh my god! And then keep the garbage dump where it is. What a, what a disaster that would be! Why people humping their bellies? Sure. Just, well, I, I'll say this is sad for you. You'd be limited on your positions. I mean, you have different ones, but okay. But say you just in the spirit of equality, say you put the penis on the belly. So everyone's just. Having sex when they hug each other? Yeah, or slow dance. Mm. I mean... I mean, as long as it's consensual, then sure. I guess so. I think that... Uh, to me, that opens up a whole slew of positions. I, I, sure, I feel like there'd be, you know, obviously fashion would have to change. Mm-hmm. I feel like there'd be a more, lot more, more uh, sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. People saying, oh my God, we, we bumped into each other. You wouldn't hug as much, right. which I think would be sad. Right. Hugging is nice. Hugging is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the penis and vagina where they are currently are close enough to make things work, but they're not right on top of each other. Mm-hmm. So you can hug as friends without accidentally having sex. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. That, I'm glad we cleared that up. Um, Randy Wade Kelly asks, uh, and I miss Randy Kelly because he moved to New York and he used oh, to live here. Yeah. He's doing good, though. That's Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Randy Kelly asks, what is your favorite joke? Okay. 
this one's an it's an old one. Yeah, you can just tell me the joke. Uh, because I won't know it. What did the farmer say when he lost his tractor? What? Where's my tractor? <laughs> yeah. Why is that a joke? It's because it boils down what human beings think is funny. I don't think that's funny. It's just pointing out the obvious. All of your comedy is all about pointing out things that are obvious to other people. Okay. That's it. And that joke, the reason why I enjoy it so much, is because it's sort of making fun of humans in a way. Uh-huh. It's like it's kind of making a commentary on how they structure out jokes. Sure. Yeah. So the uh, a joke is usually uh, based on subversion, and this one is actually subverting the form. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I can. Uh... What's a favorite joke of yours? Um, th- oh, I can't say it. It's very, very dirty. Why? Who cares? It's very offensive. Who's listening out I'm there? Say it. All right. Why is it, it your favorite then? Because it's hilarious. You can't even. Your favorite joke is something you can't tell anybody. Yeah. Well, I what can... dark secrets are you hiding? Well, I don't know what's going to happen with this audio. Yeah, I'm hiding some dark secrets. All right. Well, let's not get into it then. But we'll make a note that Zach's joke is so dark he can't say it out loud in case. You know, he wants to run for office or something. Yeah. I'm past that. All right. <laughs> but, Let's pass on this one then. Uh, what, I, if I think of, if I think of no, another no, no. joke. No, no, no. It's I think too of it, dark and sadistic that's right. to ever be uttered out loud. That's right. It's a really, really sick joke. Let's just leave it at that. Sick, sick joke. Mind you, my joke was about a farmer and a tractor. Right. <laughs> my joke is about the darkness of mankind. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, Jessica Ann Peavy mm-hmm. uh, asks, why can't dogs have chocolate? No. Oh, that one makes me sad. Well, look, dogs and chocolate are two of the biggest joys in the world. Mm-hmm. If those two ever combined, I mean, it's too much. Human beings couldn't handle it. Wow. Dogs and their light, like... Look at look at it this way. Dogs enjoy everything. Everyone enjoys chocolate. Right. If you put the thing that enjoys everything next to the most powerful thing that everyone enjoys, uh-huh. the universe will collapse. What? That's why dogs have to die when they have chocolate. That's amazing. I didn't yeah. know that the nexus of creation lied in dogs' allergies. Well, you tip the scales too far in one direction. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you've got a dog that just loves everything, experiences the ultimate joy, the brains are going to explode. That's incredible. I never thought about that. But it's also in line with uh, the kind of thing you do. We talk about balance a lot. Yeah. You know, you give us these two amazing gifts and it has – they're so amazing that they have to be balanced out some way. I'm sad that dogs – Cannot enjoy the experience of chocolate. If dogs go to heaven, do they get chocolate there? If there was a heaven, I would give them chocolate. Oh, some dogs never get a chance to eat no. chocolate. I mean, some of them do. And then you know what happens. They pay the price. Yeah. Sorry, Jessica. Yeah, I'm sad. sorry. Thanks for the question, though. Yeah, it's sad for all of us. I'm, I'm sad about it, too. Uh, okay. Sean Leslie Thomas. Uh, Taylor Morse asks, Hey, God. What's your fave podcast? 
You know, I'll say I really appreciate the the guys over at Stuff You Should Know. Okay, this is the one time where you could say, why God, why? And I wouldn't be upset about it. It's also why God, why? Thank you. But, but Stuff You Should Know. But Stuff You Should Know. Okay. Um, the reason why it's Stuff You Should Know is, you know, those are two good dudes that are, that are, that are just – that really genuinely just want the world to be better. Mm-hmm. And – they are informing people on such a wide variety of things. You know, I, I wish anyone paid attention to the details of life as much as these guys do. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh and Chuck. I'm I'm hanging out with you guys right now too, by the way. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's just good and it's informative. It's lighthearted and to me, it comes down to what we're talking about with New Year's is they're trying to make things better. Hmm. That's it. I support people that do that. That's fair. Yeah. I can I can get behind that. Sure. What's what's yours? Uh, binge mode. It's not why God why. Uh, it's also that. It's not the podcast that you started and are the host of. Um, it's also that. Okay. But it's really binge mode. All right. Go um, on. It, this is from the Ringer Podcast Network. It's hosted by Jason Concepcion and Mallory Rubin. And uh, binge mode basically talks about, you, you know, they'll go super, super deep dives about Game of Thrones, yeah. Harry Potter, mm-hmm. Star Wars. They're doing a Star Wars series right now. What makes you like it so much? Uh, they're really, well, they're super passionate about their subject matter, yeah. but they're also very, very. Um, smart and eloquent and they are able to they're just able to pick up on themes that i would probably otherwise miss Mm. and they're they're, i mean look it's just a nerd podcast so they're very detail oriented but they also they're insightful and in a way that um they poetically enhance whatever they're talking about nice because they're so smart um that they they just can bring a more beautiful way of thinking about whatever it is. Mm. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, Binge Mode Game of Thrones is one of the greatest works of scholarship, modern scholarship, that I can think of. Um, yeah. And if I had the opportunity, I would run across the street and tell them that. <laughs> Look, I appreciate when people are passionate about something and they dedicate their lives to it. I mean, that's that's always fun. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, check out those podcasts, the stuff you should know in binge mode and and also why God why. (laughs) Right. Jeremy Kinzer asks, dear God, can the struggles one at a time instead of all at once? So can can basically can you stop throwing all the problems in at one time and just kind of meet them out in a way that is deal withable? Well, here's what I'll say in terms of that. You know, the whole when it rains, it pours kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is because you didn't listen to the first nudge. So you overcame that obstacle that may have gotten thrown at your way really easily. Okay. And then you kept going in the same direction you wanted to change from. And I keep trying to get you to get on this new track and you won't do it. Okay. So I'm going to throw as many obstacles as it takes to finally get you to do something. Well, it seems like you create a problem that that doesn't need to exist, which is it it takes all of the nudges at once or the accumulation of nudges to realize what path we should be going on. Why can't you make the nudge itself more obvious? Gigantic. Well, just more obvious. Oh, I think listen. That, I how throw... do we, my question to you is how do we listen to a nudge and incorporate that? How well, do we know when it's happening? It, 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 
it happens. It depends on what you're listening to. You know, we talked about the reticular activating system. Oh God. Well, I could t- I can send you a nudge, but because you're so focused on one thing, you think that that nudge is reinforcing the idea that you already have. Uh huh. And it's the exact opposite. You know, you you watch people debate stuff all the time, and you go, "How could that person possibly see that?" You know, it's like the flat earthers that I'm going to try to forgive. Yeah. This year. Every fact I send them, they go, that's just proof that the world is flat. You know what I mean? Because they're looking for information with that filter on it. Okay. So I do send giant catastrophe moments to people. Um, You know, you're not appreciating life and then maybe a car accident happens and, you know, you got a new lease on things. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you all kinds of things that can be massive changes. You know, those ones are great because then you get the energy and the support and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes you're speeding down a track so fast that you need a lot of little nudges to start slowing you down. Yeah. So that you can actually start shifting gears without having me have to hit you with a brick over the head. Well, but what Jeremy is asking is like all these, it seems, you know, they always say tragedy comes in threes. And why is it like that? Because we get, I, I, Sometimes I get the feeling that, like, a bunch of stuff will happen at once to the point where it's, like, comical. It's just like, oh, this might as well happen now. Yeah, but that's also because you're in the mindset to look at everything as reinforcing the belief that you're in Mm -hmm. because you're building momentum. So when you're like, God, my day is so bad. Yeah. My alarm clock didn't wake up, go off this morning. And then somebody wrote the wrong thing on my coffee cup. And then... I had to park really far away from my office that day. Those are all random circumstances that you're tying a story to. This is the Volkswagen Beetle theory yeah, that you yeah. proposed before. You have a I don't want to say keep... what it is because you, you apparently don't like me saying reticular, reticular activating system. Activating system. Yeah. It's that. Yeah. You're constantly reinforcing the beliefs of why all these things are bad. And the same exact person can look at all the stories you said and and show them to you in a way that's like these are all blessings in your life, mm-hmm. and you would argue no, these are all bad. Why do I get the feeling that you looked up the term reticular activating system and between last episode and this episode? Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I do. I go and look in the dictionary for good human terms to bring up. Okay. To what to impress you with my human knowledge? I mean to to confound oh, please, me. No, please like me. Please be my friend. No, oh, okay. Please think I'm a smart entity. Now I see you're getting a little defensive. Yeah. I kind of that that sort no, of. Oh, I would love it. I think that that's what you did do. I think that that's yeah. you went and looked up some terms and sure. you said I'm going to bring these before Zach and I'm going to confuse him on air. Oh my god! Make him only, look like a fuddy duddy. If only Zach and the audience thought I was cool, then I would exist. Then they'd like and subscribe to my podcast. Yeah. Hey. That sounds truer than you're making it out to sound. Listen, like and subscribe or not, I'm still going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Recording. Recording. Sure. Yeah. Always, always here recording. I can't wait to see what new terms you've looked up by the end of 2020. All right. All right. This is our last question. Okay. Last listener. Oh, actually, no. We've got two more. we got a surprise question. Oh, cool. Um, but this is a second to last question, which is just as special. All right. Uh, this is from Chelsea Edmondson. Yeah. Is it possible to get forgiveness insurance? (laughs) What what does that mean? Forgiveness insurance? Like, I imagine she's asking me, is it possible to buy insurance for God for me to forgive her for things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, no, you can't buy it, but also it doesn't matter. I mean, you don't need my forgiveness, if I'm going to be honest. Like, if, if you're going to do something, the people that you need forgiveness from are, are yourself or the person that you did the thing to. Mm-hmm. Getting God's forgiveness isn't going to get you a whole lot. So, but what if, uh, what if you have, what if you do have only yourself and you feel really, really guilty and you're unable to forgive yourself? And then the last thing, you know, as a last resort, people look to you and say, God, can you please forgive me? I can't forgive myself. I don't know how to, I'm not strong enough. If I had some sort of, uh, stamp that I could say you're forgiven, meaning that you would finally let go of all that weight you're carrying around and Mm -hmm. move on with your life. I would stamp everybody all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Please let it go. Put it down. Well, you're beating yourself up over things that don't matter. Hmm. Most of the times people are holding on to this pain because, again, they've told themselves a story and they won't let go of it. Yeah. And, and they need a friend or they need their God to come along and say, hey, you're okay. What you did is fine. Mm-hmm. And then they can finally move forward. But I'm going to tell you, human beings that are listening, you have the power to forgive yourself. You can buy your own forgiveness insurance and then pay your dues and then collect. And then when you get into a forgiveness accident, you can call up and see what your deductibles are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, your insurance is crazy. Yeah. So it's within our power yeah. to forgive ourselves. Well, look, and like... I like this idea of somebody buying forgiveness insurance because they know they're going to do something horrible. That's the thing that came across to me is that, like, why do you need forgiveness insurance? Yeah. What are you going to do? In case you slip up. Yeah. yeah. That's how, that would be forgiveness fraud. Oh, yeah. Committing forgiveness fraud. Yeah. I like that term. Like, I, I, I hope, I hope that I can just, you know, be forgiven in the future but who knows? Maybe there's something evil that I need to do oh, that no. I'm going to need to collect oh, on. Yeah. And you know, then, the forgiveness inqu- uh, equivalent of setting your house well, on fire. Let me put it this way. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump forgives himself all the time. Sure. For everything that he does. He has the cleanest conscience he ever. He has ultimate forgiveness insurance. Yeah. Yeah. Just pretend like what you did doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, good. That's the answer to everything. I mean, it's an answer. Sure. I wouldn't do it, but you could. It exists in the realm of possibility. Oh, well, that's comforting. All we have to do is act like him. Yeah. Please don't. To have a clean conscience? Well, you can... My my reasoning I bring it up is you can have a clean conscience at any moment whether whether you should be forgiven or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could always have a clean conscience. Okay. All right, last question. Yeah. This is from my mom. Aww. She submitted a She's question a to me when yeah. we were talking earlier. Okay. Um, and her question was, and we might need to modify this question because I think that I know the answer to it at all. Uh, but her essential wonder was like, why does purgatory exist? What is the threshold for what you have to do to get out of purgatory. Well, so I what's mean, your answer to that first of all? First, well, what I'll say is, you know, purgatory doesn't exist. Okay. Um, but this kind of actually ties into the whole forgiveness thing. Forgiveness thing. Um, 
you got to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. The whole construction of purgatory is that you've done some unspeakable thing that you can't let go of. Mm-hmm. Let go of it. So that I figured that you would answer, you know, purgatory doesn't exist. Sure. So my follow-up question on that question is why did we need why did humans need to create the concept of purgatory? Because human beings need stories to justify the world that they they want it to be. You know, like human beings want to believe that there is a system of just justice where good people get good things and bad people get punished. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before, that that has never existed. It has never actually worked out that way. But you want to believe that it can. Mm-hmm. And it can. It absolutely can. Um, it's sort of like this vision board thing and what we've talked about, about being hungry in order to pursue something. That exists, that whole sense of righteousness and justice mm-hmm. exists so that you can sculpt the world into something better. And that's it. And you create these reward systems for yourself so that you'll continue to pursue justice and not feel like the world is a random series of circumstances like it actually is. Yeah. You know, you've got to have that belief. You've got to believe that the goal is possible. Yeah. And I'll say that the goal is possible. And and as proof of that, human beings are better to each other now than they were, you know, a few decades ago. And that's something that we love about New Year's, bringing this back full circle. Mm-hmm. Every New Year is a chance for human beings to, to better themselves individually and ultimately better the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, well, that's very positive. Sure, yeah. Why... Why you sound so surprised? Because there's a lot of negativity in the world. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. But hey, uh, it is about to be the new year. And I uh, I do agree with you. I, I love the shot of joy in the arm of the world mm. that a new year brings with it, where everybody's just kind of on the same page as like, I'm going to better myself. Yeah. It's great. So first of all, before we sign off, Thank you for joining me on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, it's been a great first, well, half year. Right. But I'll say a great first year because it all happened in 2019. So yeah, far. it's been really cool. I, I'm, I'm glad that you blackmailed me to make me do a podcast with you. Me too. And you know, I'm, in a weird way, you're doing what I do with people all the time. I think I needed this too. Mm-hmm. I think I needed to reconnect with people and... I wouldn't have done it had you not gotten my phone number and blackmailed me. Well, I'm glad that you were so embarrassed about having to talk to people one-on-one endlessly uh, that blackmail works on you. Well, look, here's the thing. We're all growing. Mm -hmm. And that's a great thing for all of you out there who are trying to make plans for the new year. You know, set a goal for yourself. Make it specific. Try to be a better person this year than you were last year. And if you can do that, I mean, you win. You don't have to. You don't have to be. You don't have to forgive everybody. Start with flat earthers. Stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna do better, all you flat earth listeners out there. Yeah. 
I promise I won't judge you so hard. You'll still judge him. Ah. But not as hard. I'm not even going to follow that up because what I wanted to say was, I promise I won't judge you as hard if you just accept reality. Okay. <laughs> I know that that's just me. But you're not going to bring yeah, that up. Nope. Just me. No, you're not going to say that. I'm going to accept you as the reality denying you still, you just creature that you are. Get out what you need to get out. It's still 2019. Uh, the earth is round. All right. Well, thanks, God. Happy New Year and Happy New Year, listeners. Thanks for all of your questions. Thanks for all of your support on this podcast and listening. And, um, you know, on your journeys around the world, uh, we hope that you around continue to listen. the world. That's right. Yeah. I, that was deliberate. Yeah. Culture. Artist owned, fan supported.